Hey, I'm your host, Chris McMahon, and welcome to the Value Driven Life podcast. Now, I've been working in the fitness industry for 10 years as a health coach, and I've seen a lot of things come and go, but one phrase that has always popped up is this idea, or the phrase, or the idea that weight loss is a numbers game. Now, if you've never heard this expression before, there's a first time for everything. (laughs) And, you know, my thoughts and my ideas on this topic have ebbed and flowed throughout my career. You know, when I was new to fitness, new to coaching, new to really looking at the world of nutrition, I believed that it was more important to eliminate all temptations and stick to a rigid plan, right? That was that was really what was taught to me, actually, when I first entered uh, the coaching realm. It's that we need to eliminate and we need to focus on sticking to the plan. And if we remove all temptations, then it will become easier. Because technically speaking, you could estimate there are around 3,500 calories in one pound of fat, right? So if you wanted to lose one pound of fat a week, it would require you to consume fewer, fewer calories at a deficit of 500 calories a day. So quick math, 500 calories times seven days, that's 3,500 calories, right? And the way we would do this technically would be tracking. So different forms of tracking might be measuring your food, tracking your macronutrients, you know, protein, carbs, fat. Uh, You can get down even more to just calories depending on your skill level and adhering to that plan. Now, if you add in exercise, you know, that shifts things around. If you have stressors in your life, uh, if you're not getting adequate sleep, there are so many things at play. So it's usually more complicated than just saying, yeah, you need to eat like 3,500 less calories during the week. It becomes a little more complicated because there are many layers of diet culture because diet culture is really wrapped in with this idea of rigid dieting. Um, And a lot of that boils down to restriction. That's really what it boils down to. This idea of restricting to get to the end result. You can't always be on a diet. Um, Diet is a word right now that one end of the spectrum is very against dieting. Uh, That would be the anti-diet culture uh, that believes that if you are dieting, there is something inherently wrong. And then you have the other end of the spectrum, which is diet culture in and of itself that says, if you're not doing these things, there is something wrong. So we have to understand right now, I'm speaking as someone who exists in the messy middle of things. I believe if you want to intentionally lose weight, that's great. Go about it. I also believe if you don't want to lose weight, that's great. You don't have to, but you can practice health promoting behaviors that have been shown to reduce all cause mortality. No one wants to die young. Everyone wants to live a long, happy, and healthy life. So health-promoting behaviors, I'm a huge fan of. So if someone does want to intentionally lose weight and they are new to it or they've been doing this yo-yo dieting thing, it's easy to view it as a game of subtraction, right? So if we talk about it, I even mentioned it earlier, 500 calories a day deficit times seven days a week, that's 3,500 calories that you are subtracting. Now, this might mean for someone that you are subtracting your favorite foods. You are subtracting your favorite restaurants. You are subtracting your free time. You are subtracting social events, right? It's easy to be stuck in this mindset that I have to remove all the things in my life that I currently enjoy. Um, And it's really not about subtraction, 
right? But I can totally understand why someone might believe that it boils down to subtracting all of those things because that is what is put out there. You know, you have to be hardcore 24 seven, you have to eliminate everything because if you're not eliminating things, then you aren't going to see results. And there are so many contradicting diets floating around the internet and on bookshelves. And look, I've read them. I've read a lot of them. Uh, I'm a little more careful now with what I actually read because I understand a lot of it boils down to marketing, boils down to catching an eye. But there's this awesome meme from Dr. Spencer Nadalski uh, that basically, if I summarize it, uh, it demonstrates that if you looked at several different versions of the books, like all these different dieting books, any one that's come out recently, you would literally eat nothing if you tried to blend all of those ideas together because they all contradict each other, right? One will say you have to eat all plants. The other will say you have to eat all meat. One would say that you have to fast. One would say that, right, it, it just all goes together and they all weave in and out, basically coming up where it's negative. But I'm going to tell you this right now. And you can agree or disagree. This is just fact. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to eat. If you are trying to gain weight, you need to eat. If you are trying to maintain weight, you need to eat. Right? That, <laughs> that's in and of itself. You have to eat. Right? What, what you're eating, that's something that you could talk more about or decide. But the, the reality of it is you need to eat. So at any point, if we are overly restrictive or restricting ourselves because we believe what we're eating isn't clean, isn't of quality, we're probably doing more harm than good sometimes. And the clients I work with who see the most progress are the ones who start practicing addition, right? The practice of addition. Adding things in is a skill, just like subtracting things is a skill. But if we're only practicing the art of subtraction, we are truly in a negative state. And what we want to find is balance, right? So what you could do is you could look at the things you're currently doing and see what simple things you can add into your life. I know it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound fancy. It has to be harder. I'm parched. It doesn't sound like enough. And I'll be honest with you, if someone wrote that down in a book, it would be a very short book. It wouldn't be a top seller because it doesn't say, ah, oh, this is wrong. I need to eliminate this. Like if I could just try this new fancy thing, then everything, right? It's not biohacking. It's none of that stuff. It, it's just basic sound principle of what it actually is. So if you throw everything away and attempt to have like rapid results, you know, that can imply that you're doing everything wrong. And that's not a recipe for success. There is enough research out there saying that rigid dieting, proves not to lead towards long-term success. Because what happens when you go off that diet? How do you readjust? How do you come back in to practicing balanced behaviors? It's really hard, right? But if you practice addition, it allows you to adjust and still enjoy the things you love, right? Within balance. It really comes down to balance. Even in a deficit, it comes down to balance. So an example that uh, I was talking with a client the other day, you know, they, they had filled out what I call a food and feelings log. It's basically like a food log, but instead of tracking calories or things like that, it's really looking at why you're making specific choices, how those choices are influencing you, how you're feeling after, right? And we saw this trend where he had uh, a slice of pizza and then maybe like two hours later, he had 
two more slices of pizza and he really he really wasn't getting enough n- nutrient density within what he was eating right not caloric density right there are calories in pizza but i'm talking nutrient density nutrients come from a variety of foods not just pepperoni pizza and i told him that he could totally eat the pizza still and his mind was just blown because there's this idea that he thought i would be upset or angry or or, or tell him he was doing everything wrong. And that that's really not helping someone that's hurting someone. And if you are working with a coach right now, who's telling you, you need to eliminate a bunch of things. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you're having a hard time with that, right? Yes, we do need to eliminate things sometimes, but throwing everything out really isn't going to help you. That rule, you know, that awesome rule that everyone talks about 80, 20, right? We want 80% of the time where we're, we're eating nutrient dense, um, well-balanced and 20% of the time we have those, those treats and snacks that we love. We, we, we understand why we're making that choice. We're aware of the choice. We're in the driver's seat. Someone else isn't. So to dive in on pizza, you know, I wouldn't consider a single slice of pizza, a complete meal. However, a piece of pizza with some carrots and cucumbers and an apple on the side would be a little more balanced, right? If we look at this idea of balance, what do I mean by that? I mean, we ideally would want our three meals a day if we are having three meals, if that's what we're practicing. You know, some folks might fast. That's cool. That's not what I would enjoy doing personally. But again, it works for some people. Ideally, at every meal, you're having a protein, you're having fat, you're having carb, you're having fruits and veggies, right? I, I separate those two because fruits and veggies, one, they're very dense in nutrients, two, they're lower in calories. Three, you can fill up on them uh, and it helps with satiety between meals and things like that because of the fiber and fiber is so important. And again, um, I'll link to an article I wrote uh, that talks about the importance of fiber uh, and talks about why sugar from fruit really isn't bad for you and why sugar in general isn't really the problem. But the fiber is really what is key, acts as a gentle scrub brush for our GI tract, cleans everything out, helps you poop but really helps with that uh, fullness sensation. So here's the opportunity to reframe it. It's it's like you're adding more nutrients to your meal. You still get to enjoy it and have a balance of it. And we could talk a little bit more about balanced plates, but the idea is that the way I like to teach it, this comes from the concept of uh, balanced plates from uh, the book Lean and Strong that was written by Joshua Hillis. I absolutely love how he presents this because it really is an entry point for anyone. We have 25% carb, 25% protein, 50% fruits and vegetables, and a thumb of fat. That's ideally what we're working towards if someone wants to lose weight. Of course, things will shift based off where you are. A larger individual might need uh, might need two palmfuls, right? Two two servings of protein uh, at their meal. Uh, a smaller individuals might be fine with that one palm uh, size of protein at the meal. It really depends. Your carbohydrates might be different, right? But the base point, right? A skill that we can get as an entry point is having that 25%, 25%, and 50. And you can work up to that 50% fruits and vegetables. And that thumb of fat is equivalent to about a tablespoon uh, fat, just because we want to be aware of that, because it affects the whole point here is that once you lay that foundation, then we can look at data points. We can look at, uh, indicators to see if we need to skew things around, like double up on protein, things like that. But first we have to have a starting point. So you're adding more nutrients to your meal. So we can look at a couple other examples of addition, 
right? You could add protein at every meal. Protein is very important. It's probably the most important macronutrient because it is involved with so many things in our body. And our body is always breaking it down and using it for um, other things, uh, a plethora of things. But it's important to have it at every meal. Uh, the cool thing is, is protein is pretty much in most things that we eat. Uh, the body isn't too picky about it. It just breaks it down, sees the amino acid, and uses it. I would hope it would be a complete protein, but if it's not a complete protein, it's okay. As long as you're making up for it at some other point. doesn't matter if it's chicken. doesn't matter if it are, is beans. doesn't matter. It really, your body just sees the amino acid and goes, yay! Um, you could do something like adding adding a thousand extra steps. Those thousand extra steps really matters. You know, there was a uh, an article that the folks at Stronger by Science put out that was looking into some research, and you know, the number of steps you take during the day is related to all cause mortality. You know, it looked at people who were taking sixteen thousand steps a day um, and saw numbers drop. So look, you don't have to be at sixteen thousand steps a day. It helps, but if you're currently taking like three thousand steps a day and suddenly you take four thousand steps. That makes a big difference. You know, it, it, it's where you are in your journey. Drinking an extra glass of water during the day. Again, hydration is very important. Uh, it's important for our bodies. It's important for our minds. It's important for our ability to uh, actually just exist. So make sure you're drinking enough water and you're staying hydrated. And then getting to bed 30 minutes earlier. Again, a lot of us aren't getting enough sleep as it is. So 30 minutes earlier makes a huge difference. It doesn't have to be three hours earlier, right? But 30 minutes makes a whole big difference. And minor adjustments can help you build momentum, which is lovely, and work better than total elimination, right? It just works better than total elimination. That is that is the thing I want you to take away. It works better than total elimination. Now, some folks might say, but what if I'm not eating clean, right? This is something that I hear a lot. And the idea of eating clean is born out of diet culture, again. Um, and it does more harm than good, actually, because it shifts someone to start categorizing foods as good versus bad. And this form of thinking lends itself to disordered eating practices. And the goal is to maintain a healthy relationship with food, right? And this is speaking from someone who has a history of disordered eating practices um, in <laughs> starting relatively young in the health and fitness industry and having a career that's little over 10 years now, um, I saw some very disordered practices amongst other coaches and I copied those practices. Um, not everyone will have that experience, but I can say that labeling things as good or bad tends to lead towards that. And there is some research on it. There needs to be more studies done, especially within men, um, because it does plague men. Uh, I know it might be more popularized to view it as something uh, females primarily deal with, but the truth is it affects everyone. So it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. So what it really boils down to is balancing your nutrition practices, regardless of the goal, regardless, it, it just comes down to balance. So this is why I'm such a big fan of the idea of balancing a plate or a meal because it's a nice entry point. It, it really teaches someone that every type of food can fit on your plate, right? Carbohydrates, proteins, fats, fruits and vegetables, like it fits on your plate, 
right? That's why the concept of like a slice of pizza that happens to have fruits and veggies on it. You have your carb, your protein, your fat, right? Uh, technically, technically, maybe we could have it a side salad or we could have some fruit with that, right? We can balance it out. And dependent on our eating behaviors and our eating patterns and our ability to eat slowly and mindfully, that can also influence the choices that we're making. So pretty much everyone will benefit from protein, carbohydrates, fruits, vegetables, and fat in your diet. You can spend days. I, I'm, I've witnessed it time and time again. You could spend days, hours arguing about macronutrient ratios, which is the best one, which is the ideal one. However, none of it matters if you cannot build a balanced plate, right? If you're spending all that time arguing and then you still don't know how to find balance or build balance, it doesn't help you. It's like, <laughs> it's like worrying about hitting a home run and having never touched a bat before. It's a baseball reference. You know, you have to focus on the basics and then you can expand your skill set. Right? Focus on the basics and then expand your skill set. You have to see where you're lacking, see what you can work on, and that really provides you um, with a different point of view, different way to work on things. Making contact with the ball is more important than the home run. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a huge baseball fan, so I'm stoked that it's coming back soon. But the point is balance is essential. So you need to meet yourself where you are. Um, one of the clients that I work with, this particular individual, they're not eating enough. And it's not me just saying, like literally there are days where they forget to eat lunch, maybe breakfast too, and then they eat dinner. And the conversation we had surrounding this, the first thing that left their mouth was, ah, you're going to be so disappointed in me. And I was not disappointed. <laughs> I... I was more concerned. I just wanted to help them see that. And then the second layer of that is like, they said, I'm being so difficult. You know, I'm going to sound really silly when I say this, but I just, I don't have the brain space to cook right now. I just want some prepared food. And I know that that's not a healthy option. And I just stopped them. And I said, what are you talking about? You just said what you actually need. And then you're actually saying that it's not, it's not healthy. Why, why is prepared food, why is fast food, who claims that they can't be healthy? Look, if you're already not eating, you need to eat. We can't spend time saying that it's not healthy. You have to meet yourself where you're at. So if that means you're getting pre-made meals from, from your grocery store, you know, uh, from Trader Joe's, go for it. If it means you eat Wendy's two times a week, go for it. The balanced plate concept can be applied in both situations. The idea of if it's healthy or unhealthy does not help you. It does not help you. In the long run, it truly does not help you. If you're eating in a balanced plate concept, if you're following 80-20, it works. It really does work. So for instance, you could pick up a very nutrient-dense salad from Wendy's right? And get your favorite diet soda and small fries. We're not going to talk about diet soda right now, but I am going to say diet soda is completely fine. People lose weight on it and it's not bad for you. And anyone who's arguing that it is has not read the research. And most of the research where it has shown negative side effects has been done in rodents and you are not a rodent. You are a human being. Our bodies are different uh, regardless, but you could get a dense salad from Wendy's, get your favorite diet soda and small fries. 
right? You really could, right? There's there's this salad. Um, you know what? I actually looked at it earlier. There's this uh, Parmesan Caesar salad from from Wendy's, and it's got 300 calories in it. The dressing is 140 calories, and if you want to look at it, the breakdown of it is there's 41 grams of protein in the salad. There is five carbohydrates. Uh, total fat is 14 grams of fat, right? And then, of course, if we're adding the salad dressing to that, there's more or less. You can add it. You don't have to add it, right? And then you could totally get uh, fries on the side, right? A small serving of fries has, I believe, it was 230 calories in it. Um, there's very little protein. I think it was like two grams of protein, but the point is it's a carb and, uh, that small serving actually makes up 25% of your plate. You're already hitting your 50% of, uh, vegetables. You're already hitting your 25% of protein. 40 grams is great. Um, that's also coming from probably the cheese, which is also your fat. Um, and then diet soda really is your beverage. You don't have to include it in that, uh, cause it's diet. Right. And, and protein is the big thing I want to nail home here. Protein makes the big difference in your satiety and your snacking between meals. Right. If we're eating an, a protein dense uh, meal or a healthy portion of protein at your meal, it helps with snacking between meals. It helps with feeling full between meals. It helps with energy. It helps with uh, rebuilding muscle if you are in the process of training. Right. And over time, someone might add in apple slices. Right. They do have like fruit and vegetables that you can pick up at most of these fast food establishments and they don't cost more money. It's kind of, you know, they're the same. So maybe instead of the fries, you're like, I would like an apple today, right? That might be where you are. Maybe you decide to have like a seltzer instead of diet soda. I don't know. It just depends where you are and how, how comfortable you're getting with it. The big thing is what truly matters is consistency and flexibility. That's the thing that tends to get overlooked. What really matters is consistency and flexibility. I'm going to say it one more time. What really matters is consistency and flexibility. You are going to fuck up a ton of times in your life. You will. Sorry, you're going to. You are going to fuck up. <laughs> it's, just, it's just human nature. But the cool thing is, is that you can take those mistakes or the problems, whatever you want to call them, whatever makes you feel okay about it, and just view it as a data point. Okay, today I had uh, three cookies right after lunch. Uh, you know what? It's because I ate really fast and I was just craving it, and I, I, I didn't even give myself a chance to recognize I was full. Cool. Then maybe tomorrow I work on eating a little slower. Maybe I get one cookie and see how I feel after having that. Right? It, it, it depends. But the important thing is that you can build up over time, make plenty of mistakes, and learn, right? Learn. Now, if you found this helpful, what I would love and what I would find rad is if you could, you know, give it five stars on Spotify. You can leave a review. Um, maybe at some point this podcast will end up other places, but for right now, I think I'm just on Spotify. Um, and share it with someone. Share it with someone. You can check out the show notes. If you want to follow me on social media, it's at coachchris.mcmahon. Um, right? At coach.chrismcmahon. That's where I am on social media. But you can follow me. 
I hope this was helpful for you. And above all else, please, please, please be a human, not a robot. Recognize that you have emotions, feelings, rocking and get wrapped up in this, this weight loss thing. And I want you to understand that there's always someone who's experienced what you're feeling. All the emotions, all those things that get wrapped up in this. Understand you're not the first person to feel this way. You're not the last person to feel this way. And you're seen. And most important of all, if you speak up, you're definitely heard. And I'm here to support you in any way I can. So feel free to shoot me a DM or to email me if you have any questions. I'm fairly an open book. So hope you have a rad rest of the day. Go do great things because you can.